Welcome to the Crossing Conversation. I'm Brian. And I'm Devin. Why did it take you so long to start? What? I, I gotta give enough time for the, you know, the response. I can't be what right it was away. Like, what it was like, welcome to the Crossing Conversation. I'm Brian. I'm Devin. Yeah. Like, it took like a whole three second pause. It's uh, anticipation. You don't know what's coming next. Do we need the anticipation? Yeah. We just need for that second, I little sound in- effects. For a second, I thought you said anticipation, and I was like, that's not a word. No. I'm- you said anticipation. No, no, no. Well, anyway. um, So, clearly the crossing conversation isn't uh, Greg and Jay anymore. Yeah, we're uh, we're not that experienced. <laughs> no, we aren't, and um, I think that's the best part because not only are we probably going to, even though me and Devin have been friends for what five, no, six, not six, seven. No, nah, it's closer to ten. I think. Did I? I think hold I on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me run through the backstory. I met Devin first in youth group. He came to our church three times. It was like one to three times, and then he we, we oh because because we went on a trip. We went to Rock Universe, I think. Oh yeah, I yeah. didn't even I didn't even know that trip was happening. I think we went to Rock the Universe day before, and then after that, I never seen the man again. Like never. And after that trip, maybe like two years later, Buddy appears back up out of nowhere. And Devin comes in. It was over, it was over the summer. Cause we, oh, it was 2016. Was it? I think, yeah. It was 2016 because I was, I was graduating the following year, 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. when I came because I was you, like two years behind you. Yeah, you were two years behind me, and at summer camp we were both like, I guess you could call us like counselors, or just leaders. Glorified interns. We glor yeah glorified interns. We'll say that, and um, we used to make the funniest like videos and stuff and do things with the kids um do you remember what our first interaction was i have like a brief memory of it so you might be able to tell the story better at at the old church we went to this is like what six seven eight years something like that um so 2016 we we met right yeah Okay. Something like that. We were in our, our the sanctuary at the time, and Idiot. Brian was sitting in the sound booth, and he asked me to grab him a pair of scissors. So I thought it was a great idea from across the sanctuary to throw them at him. Mind you, this is the first time like I had an inter like. I had a, a full interaction with Devin. Like, we've, we've crossed paths, we've talked, but, like, this is the first time I had, like, a full interaction with him. Yeah, I, like, full-on chucked the scissors as hard as I could. 
<laughs> you had to duck under the table and everything. Oh, that was... It was terrifying. Like, imagine... Like, anybody can imagine this. A pair of scissors being thrown at you full force by a left-handed man. So he's not that coordinated. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, hold on. And then I knew he was going to be my best friend from there. Nothing got damaged. Nobody got hurt. Thank God. That I remember. Thank God. In the house of God, too. Yeah. Imagine in the house of God, somebody just gets... I think God was laughing at that. <laughs> well, he, he already knew. He already knew nothing was going to happen. He said, I think God was laughing at that. I bet you. He, he called all the angels over. He's like, guys, guys, look at this. He said, come look over here. <laughs> look at this. Ah, oh, I almost got him. Close. Yeah. <sighs> no, and then um, after that, we we pretty oh you started going to the same private school as me because the private school that we went to was part of the same church that we had summer camp at, and um, we would pass each other. No. I lied. You didn't start coming to the school until after I graduated. You were in 11th grade when I graduated, and then you graduated the year prior to that. You graduated... 2017. The You graduated right before that summer. That's what I'm saying. I came, so yeah, I came the summer after you, and then I started going to that school. In your 11th grade. The Yeah, my 11th, your after... Yeah, I missed it by one year. Hey. That's when you were work, you were full time working. Well, at I would that church. Yeah, I became full time because I was a glorified unpaid intern. Yeah, for the longest. And what I'm mad about is Devin got paid his first year. He and I didn't even. It was like two hundred bucks. I got paid like 200 bucks a month. Huh? I got paid like 200 bucks a month. That first year. Better than getting paid zero. Yeah, but you know what I did? But it's okay. I went home. It's okay. I put it's that okay. in a bank account, spent it on games on PlayStation. I'm not even going to lie. And Mountain Dew. Let me tell you just a little story about Devin. When I first met Devin, this man never drank any water. It was straight. Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, Pepsi, anything with sugar in it was in his body. Look at him. Look at me. I drink more water than him at the time, and I still do. Right now, he's currently drinking a sweet tea from McDonald's. So good. And I'm drinking a big bottle of water. But I got that circle cup in my car, so... It's in the car. Flavor water. <laughs> but that thing's been empty for like Flavor two days. Water. But no, he drinks more water now. Thank God. Do you think that like do you think that if you didn't start drinking water, something eventually would have happened? Like what made you actually start like, hey, I need to start? Was it your wife? No, it was that circle cup. I took I took the first sip. Nah, you like you just got that thing for Christmas. I know. 
I got, listen, I got the fruit punch cartridge to put in that thing. I cranked that sucker up to like four or five because there's different le uh, levels of flavor. Thing tastes so good. Oh my gosh. I drank like five water bottles in an hour. For those of you that so don't good. know, it's called a circle? Uh, C-I-R-K-U-L. C-I-R, so circle, circle, circle. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's like a cylinder. Doesn't make sense, but so look it up. It's C I R K U L. We're not sponsored. We're not sponsored by them. Absolutely not. I would, I would I love to though. One day, free free cartridges, baby. Free cartridges, <laughs> baby. But it's a clear water bottle, and you put these flavors pods into the top of the lid, and it takes the water from tasting like water. To tasting like fruit punch, lemonade. Man, I put tap water in that thing. Yeah, I'll walk into the kitchen, fill it up with my with the tap water out of the sink, throw it back on, good to go. You know, I know we might be getting a little off topic with things, but like, that, what is the best kind do. of water? It's clearly you drink tap water, but like. Zephyr Hills water is like the equivalent to store-bought tap water. Zephyr Hills water tastes like water I just pulled out of the dirt. It's true. It has a tang to it. It has like a little twang. Like a little twang. Publix water is not that bad. Publix has a water? Yeah. The or is Publix, it just like bottled spring water? It's every other thing. It's like every other spring water, but it has Publix brand on it, which makes it better. So it's glorified spring water. Yeah. Which they probably stole from another company. But the best water I've ever drank was um, Liquid Death. That's water? I thought that was an energy drink. No, it's This water. whole time. It's mountain I water. Thought... No. But this thing, like, like, so the first time I had Liquid Death, me, my wife, her sister, and her sister's boyfriend at the time, um went to a fallout boy concert in west palm and i went up to the counter and i ordered i got two things of water and a mountain dew and she the lady handed me the two cans of liquid death and i just read the name and i was like oh you didn't give me water you gave me energy drinks and she's like no that's our water and i looked at it, i was like i've never heard of this water so hopefully i don't die thank you Got back. I took a sip. Best thing I've ever drank. I prefer that over soda. But, but like, why the name? Like, I don't know. But it just—it's. I, I guess there's all there's literally a whole story on the side of it about it going to kill your thirst. It's wild. Nah, but there's that. one thing I will not bring that into a church. Shouldn't be. I wouldn't even drink it. <laughs> we don't know what they put in that thing. Ah, they put water. I mean, <laughs> water with added chemicals. But uh, <laughs> I mean, they put water. Uh, well, Devin, there was something I did want to talk about today, and I just want to talk about like one how each of us got to where we are today as far as like in ministry and what we do and like kind of like our role in the church like how we got where we are today yeah okay. and then um to why we chose to come 
to the crossing. Why we chose to make the crossing our home. Okay. Um, I'll go first on the first topic. Oh, I was gonna rock paper scissors. Oh, well, how are they gonna know if we do it right? I don't know. Yeah, hold on, I got this. You want heads or tails? I want tails. All right. Flip a coin. To the camera. It's heads. I win. You yeah. don't believe me? What does it say? Say heads. Yeah. Heads, heads. All right, so heads. Fact check. All right. It had to be fact check, you know. <laughs> don't. It's not. The same Facebook. I, I huh. Things you be seeing on Facebook. I had to get off that. I don't know how y'all do it. Bro, I think I think sometimes honestly, Facebook is worse than any other social media platform. I don't know. All the social media platforms are just so much the same nowadays. It's nothing but just endless it's, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. It's true. And, and, and it's surprising. Like, so I remember the day. So August 4th of 2023, I decided to take like a whole like break from social media. And I didn't get back on it till like november now which which social media platforms what uh was it that you took a break from all of them every single one tiktok instagram one. all I those even found a way to deactivate the shorts on youtube like a little hack oh yeah. wow so that way i wasn't like scrolling through those and you're just so. getting your recommended videos that you would normally yeah so either i would so i replaced that time i started reading books and uh it was funny because like as soon as i started taking that break uh my mentor which uh, is one of our lead pastors here pastor jay um he bought me a book called wild at heart so i started reading that and i think he had bought you the book as well because he's both of our mentors and um i'm not gonna lie it took me forever to finish that book but i finished it because i would read like maybe like a page a day or something because i don't like to read i really don't other than like my bible but that's really it but during that time, um, I really like grew closer to God just because of like there was no like there wasn't a, my daily distraction anymore, you know. And it it was kind of funny because I broke some habits during that time, like how often I was on my phone, how often I used my phone, how often I picked it up. Stuff like that. Like, I would literally pick up my phone and I knew where the Instagram app was. I'd open it, swipe. Oh, Instagram open right now. I speak. That's crazy. And I would swipe right and it would be right there. And I would do that every time I pick up my phone for like the first like three weeks and it wasn't there. And I'd be like, oh, I'd be so sad. And then I put my phone down. <laughs> but moral of the story every once in a while, take a break off of social media because it's so like, if you don't filter what you watch on there, it's so bad. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. It ruins your mental health. It ruins, like, your. It, it even perverts your mind to things, especially, you know. Um, but that's a conversation for another day. Another conversation. Another conversation on the crossing conversation. Plug. <laughs> now, a word from our sponsor. There is no sponsor. There is no sponsor. I just yet. wanted to see We're if something would pop them. up. But anyway, how I got into uh, ministry. So for those of you that don't know what I do, 
Um, I am the creative and music director here at the church. And I basically handle anything from graphics to videos to audio to the music to um, making sure that Pastor Craig's vision for the church is uh, displayed properly and um, and that it impacts people. I also run the social media accounts and the website. Uh, I do a lot. Um, a lot of hats. But I love to do it, which is even better. And Devin can attest to this at my old church. Um, I did everything I just said plus more at the time. Um, I learned how to do lights at the age of 14. I learned how to do sound and like presentation slides at the age of when I was 11. Because uh, Jay, he was really like, he's like, he saw me make a face one day. It was this face right here. And I made that face and he thought it was the most funniest thing ever. So we recorded a video and it was supposed to be a Vine. If you don't know what Vine is, it was it was basically TikTok before TikTok. It was TikTok but better. Yeah. And it was a parent company of Twitter, which Twitter is now X and owned by Elon Musk. Was it Musk. a parent company? No, I thought it they was. were. Yeah. Because No, was it musically? No. Vine was a no, Vine was a parent company of Twitter because I could literally post I could literally post my Vine straight to Twitter if I wanted to. I believe so. Fact check me on it if I'm wrong. But um anyway, I made that face and Jay thought it was the most funniest thing, so we recorded a video. And then after that, I think he just like saw some sort something in me at the time. He would have to come on and tell you guys your story more. But he asked me to help him with kids church. And so I started helping him with kids church at the age of eleven. I was I think I had, it was over the summer, so I was just starting, um, and I, mind you, I had just came back to the church around this time, um, my mom had went away for when I was nine, so she was away for like two years out of my life for a short period of time, that's a story for another day, um, but... She went away for two periods of my life, two year period of my life, and um, then we started going back to church around that time. A few months later, I started helping out with kids' church. I was helping with sound, uh, presentations and stuff, and then we and then fast forward two years later, I start going to the school that they had at that church. It was a private school. Graduated from, well, I'm sorry. I started going there. And the funny thing about that, how I started going to that school, right? So, on literally the first day of eighth grade, I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm putting my uniform on to go to this one, uh, this public school. And mind you, I've already been there for sixth and seventh grade. And my mom was trying to get my dad to agree to let me go to, uh, a new school. The school at the church. And my mom was just, my mom and my dad were just like, you know, going back and forth. And finally they came to an agreement to let me go. 
but they didn't settle the agreement until the first day of school. So the first day of school, I go to public school. And mind you, I was a hooligan in school, class clown, everything, right? So what do you think I decided to do knowing that this was going to be my first and last day? Man, you probably keyed somebody's car. No, I wasn't, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> Slash some tires, key a car, do the, what is it, um, firecracker in the toilet. <laughs> if you're throwing a firecracker in the toilet, you deserve, you deserve to get expelled. Like, well, hey, you didn't have anything to lose. Are you right? What they're gonna um, send you home early? But no, nah, I was no. Nah, it it was more so like talking back to teachers, not really caring, playing pranks on people. Oh man, those people. kids, those kids probably. If you don't know what roasting coolest. is for our um our thirty and up community, um. No way you said that bar so low. <laughs> it's when. It's it's pretty much it's pretty much picking on people, but in a uh, joking manner. Um, some people take it to heart, some people don't. I don't. I can't even say I don't do it as much anymore. I do it lightly now. Let's say that. Um, I don't want to lie on here. This is you know we're we're shooting this episode of the podcast in our home church. I'm still thing. stuck on that. You said thirty and up. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I I was gonna s- <laughs> No I was gonna say something else But I thought 30 and up would be a little nicer You know to put them in the ball range Of 30 and up I'll probably get a lot of comments on Sunday When people listen to this And watch it Oh no <laughs> Over for me But it's okay it's okay it's okay That's why I'm letting you do the talking uh, that's <laughs> For fine. the first episode that's fine. That's fine. You'll you'll have your half to talk. Um. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so I literally just was just the worst kid ever, and I had told my friends I was like, "Yeah, guys, I'm not I'm not coming back here." He's like, he's like, "What? Why not?" I was like, "My mom and dad just decided that I would go to this other school on the first day." So I had two first days of school on um in eighth grade and the next one it was just me. I kinda was like this I turned into like the shy kid because I didn't really know anybody. You know, you know when you move somewhere you don't really know anybody, so you become shy and you just um yeah, you're just learning the environment at first. And I'm an, I'm like I'm an observer, so like I observe everything. And I'm like, I'm constantly watching everything. Like, if you guys watch me on stage, I'm like looking at like the lights, making sure they're good, the background, all the musicians, the singers, the congregation. Like, I'm looking at everything. I just observe everything. Um, but after that, um, at the age of 14, I we uh, well, in my ninth grade year, we had ended up moving to this other campus. And they had me, they need, Jay was like, oh, Brian, we need somebody to run the, um, the projector screen, like the background for the middle projector. 
for for main for the big service and i was like all right cool you know when you get an opportunity to work in the big church like big like big service especially when you're young you're exactly like, oh my gosh you're like me in big church i've only been in little church and youth group right so whoa what is this land <laughs> so literally i'm like like okay dope and then my um my pastor at the time um he is also like i kind of see him as like one of my spiritual fathers um and he um he just started to just throw me under the bus with things like he would start like asking me Brian, i want to see i remember one of the main things he oh, he asked me it was um he wanted these clouds on the bottom of the screen and at the top he wanted me to take this other background and kind of merge them together mind you i'm 14 i don't know how to do this yet so in keynote it's a presentation software um i took two backgrounds and i overlaid one on top and i kind of just like moved it down and over and it worked and he loved it and guess what though if you ever worked in creative ministry they're always going to ask you to do more or they're always going to expect you to do more just be careful using keynote right so after that i probably made like five more backgrounds like that like like later on but from there it was just from there i might i just start I, my that my pastor uh his name is pastor jerry as he throwing me under the bus and stuff like basically like just throwing me in the fire of making like basically just i had to learn these things on my own and thank god i'm a proud graduate from youtube university um but he i'm pretty much all self-taught you know and so is devin um and from there when i graduated they gave me my first job my first real job i worked at a paintball park for like three years oh yeah i forgot you Before had that, that job yeah i worked at a paintball park for three years i was good at paintball um and then food took over my life but i was still a big boy playing food playing i uh, playing food i was still a big boy playing paintball though but i, I play basketball now um but what uh, sorry, our producer uh, was talking for no reason. But, um... Dang. Paintball three years. Oh, yeah. First my bad. J-O-B. My bad. My bad. Big boy so, J-O-B. But anyway, I graduated 2017. That's when I met Devin. And that's when I started working there full-time. And I pretty much... My main job title then at that time was a graphic designer and video editor. Anything we ask him to do. That too. Like, if you're <laughs> young, and <laughs> just be ready for them to ask you to clean the toilets. Yeah, you, like, have, I never, you have like no to idea. Be, to be honest with you, I never had to do that. I, no, me neither. I never had to clean. Thank God. Like, I, they gave me so much busy work. Man, I would have just sat there and kept flushing the toilet till it <laughs> cleans itself. Be like, hey, it looks good to me. I'm not even kidding. It would have cleaned itself at some point. <laughs> 
Oh, there's a little stuff down there. Dang, just keep flushing it. Oh my god, the water bill, bro. The oh, water shit. bill. It's like I, it's it's crazy. As teenagers and kids, we we could care less about the water bill and the light bill. We care less. I don't even care about my water bill now. I live in HOA. That's all covered for me. Well, are you thirty and up, member? You know, uh, put him on some games about why. And what is important. up with you and thirty and up? But isn't your water bill like included in your mortgage or something like that? It's included in my HOA. The only thing I pay is power. So when I, I get home from work, if any lights are on, they're staying off for the rest of the day. Mm -mm. I mean, you have windows and light that comes through. Exactly. Even when it rains, there's light. But like if I, so if I leave it, I leave the living room light on or something, I'll turn it off and I'll leave it off for the rest of the day. You know, there was a period of time. For like two months, I stayed with Devin. It was one of the most interesting times of my life. I only saw this man on Saturdays. He only saw me on Saturdays in the morning at like 10. And then he... After gone. that, I'd never be seen again. Because I would always be like out making music or here at the church or playing basketball or just out with friends. Uh, traveling two hours to see my girlfriend. Like, it was just a lot. Not me. I just stayed home. I had everything and that, that I needed. His man, at home. he gets up at what, like four in the morning to go to work. Yeah, you get up at four. You got to be work at five, right? You work ten hour days. Ten, eleven hour days sometimes. Yeah, this man. Yeah, I don't know how he did it. And I would be going to bed at ten o'clock. I mean, like realistically, like if you're working, that that was my thing. Is I stay up as much as I can so that way I can enjoy. I don't want to get stuck in that. Um. Uh, go go to work, go home, eat, go to bed, get up. I would hate to get stuck in that cycle. But um, nah, I don't. I, I honestly don't see how you do it. I mean, I get up at six o'clock, six seven o'clock, depending on the day. Um, only because. I like to get up now and just I have a like a routine now where I get up and my Bible and pray before, uh, which I did not, did not, I could not. I would always have like an excuse that I didn't have enough time, so I had to make time. Which I think that's mainly the thing God asked for my sister. So. I wasn't even doing that. Like, either they'd be like, ah, I could read it when I get home. And guess what happens when you get home? Life. Or you yeah, start playing I'm, video games I'm and you tired. forget. tired. Or you're tired. Or I'm talking about there was times where, like, I was coming home at, like, three in the morning from, like, a DJ gig or something. Four in the morning. Having to get up for church two hours later. I don't know how I survived those days. But I don't do that anymore. I tell people I ain't out past 11. I'm already, I'm already asleep. 11. That's fine with me, bro. Uh, bro, when you are in... Well, I haven't had any caffeine today. Because I was trying... Not Honestly, I just got caught up in prayer and getting ready for work today. But, um... I know, I just haven't had any caffeine today, and I feel it in my head. 
I'll feel it. I'll feel it down in my bones. But anyway, so 17, I get my first real job. After my, after that, um, the current campus we had, which we had, uh, the K through 12 school there. Um, I forget which hurricane it was. It wasn't Irma, was it? No, it wasn't Irma. It was, it was the one that didn't hit right over us, but it hit like near us. It was um, was that twenty seventeen? It was twenty seventeen, because it was September. It was. It was Irma. It was Irma. Was it? Yeah, it was Irma and Maria. But Irma had um Irma had pretty much came through and flooded up to three feet of water. Oh yeah. In it the was, building. It was and bad. Before that we ha- we knew that there was possible things of flooding because we fl- we've had flooding there before. Like bad in the parking lot at least, not come in the building. And um so we sandbagged all the doors, we had to we basically put everything that we had like on the floor on desk, um, on top of the stage. Like oh, I wasn't there for that. Everything. And you had just started going to school, but you weren't like you it was during the school year. I wasn't doing anything. I you remember I anything. came in on a Saturday with my grandma just to see how bad it looked and that was about it. So but this was like before like we had to prep to move everything. And then after that, we um Maybe like later, um, they called me to go in, and you could just tell. Oh, it was it was so bad. It was it was like like high up the wall. It was it was high. It was like over knee length, the wall where it had flooded and everything. Well, we lost. They lost um, textbooks, all of our, like, obviously carpet. We lost a bunch of equipment was destroyed, like sound and lighting equipment was destroyed from being on the floor. Um, else? We had, like, we had just purchased subs, like, two, like they were practically brand new two years before. Ruined. Um, I were in the floor. It was just, it was bad. It was like real bad and so we had to move from there and thank god um we passed we we our pastor at the time had connections with uh, presbyterian the presbyterian church a methodist a Methodist church and the crossing and whoa that's, that's how are. and so one of the the presbyterian church and the crossing they were right next to each other this is when we were at oleander and um, so I was stationed to be at the, I was stationed to be, no, we weren't at the Presbyterian Church yet. Not the one that was right Not there. The there was, next to the cross. There was, was the other one. one in, yeah, there was another one. Yeah. And we, um, and after, so I was stationed at the Presbyterian Church with uh, a few other guys and one of uh, my coworkers at the time. Uh, shout out Tim. Um, we were there, 
And uh, I lost my train of thought. That's where I was. That was the high school. Oh yeah, that's where yeah the high school campus was there. And my sister worked at that campus because she was they had preschool there too. Oh yeah, yeah. And after that, um, then they started having me teach like music. I was teach because I started playing keys around that time and drums, and um again all self taught except no for I had like just YouTube, I had like baby. three I had like three lessons of drums. And then my pastor at the time told me I wasn't uh, good enough to play drums. And so that kind of like shot my dreams down, but also made me like, I'm going to become better. And um, I pretty much, I would play drums. I was practicing the main sanctuary and in the youth room. And I was playing drums for the youth group. And then around 2017, I started playing keys accidentally. What you you like fell on the keyboard and made a sound and you're like, Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nice sound. Oh, what is that? An F? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> After that though, I pretty much um No, so I I had this little it was called it's called a launch pad, like a beat machine. And I was able to uh, play percussion sounds, so that's how I was, that's how oh, I got I had one of those. To play percussion. Someone gave me one of those, and I had no idea what to do with it, so I just put random sound effects and started hitting buttons. <laughs> and then, um, after that, they, me and Dre came up with this idea because Dre was at the church we were at previously, and um, we were. He was like, what if you recorded a pad sound? And after that, I we, so we figured out we could do that, put it into the program, and then I would playing like pads on there for the song. So like we would pre-program. Mind you, I know nothing about music theory yet, nothing about chords, notes, progressions, nothing. Not a thing. Hitting it because it sounded good. Not a thing. Faking it till you make it, right? So... After that, then I was like, I gained an interest and I bought a little MIDI keyboard, which is just like a piano that you hook to the to your computer. And after that, um, I started playing like notes and then our main keyboard player left. So I had to start playing keys over there. And then after that, um, we got a new music director and a new keyboard player, and I switched to playing Ox Keys, which is like a secondary keyboard player who plays like pads and uh, lead sounds. And like, I might play like a saxophone or a trumpet on there or a synth bass or whatever. Um, and then the whole hurricane happened. And then we pretty much all of our musicians were basically like, they didn't come back. And so I had to pick up and play main keys. Our church, and I just started learning from there. And um, again, nobody really. Jay showed me maybe like a few things, because Jay's not like really a keyboard player; he's a guitar player. Um, mind you, Jay is like pack he's had on both of our lives is like tremendous, tremendous. But we'll talk about that in a second. But I think with 
one more of the story is like there's nothing I can do but like really thank God for those like opportunities that I was given time for like DJing for local Christian artists um, even sadly even DJing with like secular artists at the time I was just it just helped me push me out of my comfort zone I would say of being shy but my girlfriend would say Devin thinks me and Devin are introverts I don't I, I don't even know what those mean, but yeah. So an introvert is somebody who um doesn't like to go out and do nothing. Yeah. Like if if COVID happened again, you would be fine with just sitting. If COVID happened again, I'd have to get another job. Yeah. I'd I'd stay I'd stay at home all day. Heck, I did it over this. I've been off of work since 22nd of December. I've 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 been off of work for two over 2 weeks. Just didn't doing my thing, loving every minute of it. All we can say it's been a blessing to us. Heck yeah. You know, to really wrap it up for me side of things. I became a teacher at, at the age of 18. Music, teaching music production because I got heavy into music production. High schoolers. 18, well, I was 19, my bad. 18, I started teaching technology. So weird, right? So different. 19, I become a teacher. Mind you, they, 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 they low-key fired me over the summer, right? And the guy who got me a job at the Boys and Girls Club making $80 an hour. And I would go and teach kids for like four hours on two days a week, right? You can do the math. That was the first time I made like good money. And um, he hired me back. He, he got me hired back at where I got fired from. Cool. And I started teaching music production. And but while teaching music production, I was still running social media accounts, running websites, running, uh, making graphics, videos, recording videos, all of that. I was still doing everything I was doing before. I stopped. Now, after that, two years later, no, literally later that year. Uh, I'm sorry, this is 2019, so 2020. COVID happens in March. Shut down. We'll shut down. Jay leaves the school in a church. Comes here to the crossing. Not a school, just the church. Not a, not the school, just the church. Oh no, no, he left he, the church. Yeah, and he then, came to the church, left, but and, and we don't have a school, school. And then the school, and then he left the school. Yeah, we don't have a school. Yeah. Just a church now. Yeah, and then um. After that. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'm not really gonna tell Jay's business like that, but left for church, and then. 2022? Yeah. 2022 is when I left the church, my past church. And I just felt like... I really felt like God was 
calling me to a um higher position in ministry and as i started to pray about that and just pray like god i really don't feel like i'm uh, getting like fed here and i don't feel like i'm really getting you're not where you're supposed to be yeah i don't i, I feel like i feel like i'm supposed to be somewhere else right and around that time before that jay would jay would hit me up like once a month and he hit me up like two like twice a month then he came like every week every other day and i remember him asking he's like hey so you know he asked me how everything's going and uh you know i kind of I, I told him and i was like you know i'm thinking about i'm really thinking about you know what my next like step is in life and that's how um uh, and then you know me and jay got to talking and i prayed about coming here and it was kind of just like okay like that's really that's really how it was it was just like all right this is yeah i pretty much just like go and so i obviously you know me being an overthinker as i am prayed about it more before i did it and me being so nervous and this is how i knew that i was supposed to do it i absolutely hate confrontation as much as i joke around about it i hate it with a passion like i don't like going up to like i was so scared back then that i wouldn't even if there was something wrong with my paycheck i wouldn't say a word i would just take it as is and move on if there was something wrong with my hours or with you know, or if I did something and they didn't like it and I, I couldn't voice my own. And I think it stemmed from a trauma. But um, I knew this was out of my comfort zone and it was because it was very uncomfortable for me to have to send an email saying that I'm no longer going to be attending a place I, I, I was for 15 plus years. Literally grew up in. I literally grew up there. Like those people were like my parents. And... After that, it was just, it seemed, it just seemed like the right move after I did that. It was such a, like, a feeling for that. Um, and that's when I really met, uh, Pastor Craig. Starting to get to know him and, uh, segueing to Devin. Um, Devin was going here at the time already. I had left so let you talk about that back in my day not back in my day no um so my family wasn't really a, well my mom and dad weren't really churchy people they went to church when they were like teenagers but after that they kind of just stopped going so um I went to church with my grandma like here and there sometimes when I was like eight, nine, ten, or whatever. And then um, when I turned 11, 12 is when I went on the trip at the other church and I didn't even know I was going. Literally, I got told the day before, hey, you want to go on a trip to the youth group? And I was like, uh, do What's I have a youth to pay group? any money? 
and he and they were like no you already got paid to go and i was like oh cool so we went to universal studios for rock the universe and then um and then after that trip i literally didn't go to the church for like two years Devin, can you explain to the people what rock the universe is so rock the universe is at universal studios orlando here in the beautiful sunshine state of florida florida um and it's a music it's a kind of like a concert event that universal puts out every year in january and it's just a whole bunch of christian bands that get together they close the park and everything like that for everybody who has a wristband if you're special it's enough really fun but it's like the most chaotic it is it's a whole bunch of just hormone driven kids running around universal hormone driven kids like, when I tell you the chaos of that trip, I remember they turned around. I was. Yeah. On which trip? I was, no, I was, I was 17 or 18. No, I was 18 the year we went again, like two years later when you came back. And um, I have pictures they turned around trip. to me and they're like, Brian, we actually got an extra room or we had to get another room, but we don't have another chaperone. And we know. No, I was 17. And they were like. We need you to be the chaperone for the room. And I was, I had just, I had, I was just about to graduate. And I was like, uh, okay. Mind you, that same year in that same room, I had two kids. One of them decided while I wasn't in the room, I was down at the pool. They went up, they left the pool, came upstairs. And guess what happened? You remember? I didn't, I wasn't there for that trip. They threw my iPad case, my iPad case. That I had to take off my iPad and was sitting on the bed. They decided to pick it up and throw it around the room. And it hit the TV and broke the TV. The kid comes downstairs and he goes, Jay, I, I, I broke the TV. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I was like, in my room, they're like, yeah, I'm like, it would be my first time chaperoning, and this happens. And my, it's my case. That's the worst part. It's my case. Nobody else's case. My case. But anyway, it's, Rock the Universe trips were just hilarious. Rock the Universe the trips worst. were amazing. We need to do that again. No. I went last year. I went last year with my wife and her family. Why didn't you tell me? We're going. We're going this year. We rented out a. They rented out a, a condo apartment up in Orlando for like two or three nights. Maybe I should buy tickets and go. We went to Universal. We went to Islands of Adventure and all that kind of stuff. I can't. I don't know what the dates are this year, but I know it's in January. Here in a couple of weeks. But anyways, um, hormone driven kids. Hormone driven kids at Universal, and it's just overall fun. And then, um. After that, I came back to the summer camp, which I had no idea I was helping at the summer camp that year back. Literally, it was a it was the Sunday before. What was your awareness level as a teenager? I didn't. If I really didn't know what was going on, I just went with anything. If they said get in the car, we're going somewhere. That's all I knew. So okay. Sunday afternoon, my grandma called me and she said, hey, are you doing anything over the summer? And I said, no, I'm probably just staying home and playing games. 
And she said, oh, well, do you want a job to make some money? And I said, what do I have to do? She said, you're going to help out at my church. Oh, okay. So she's like, you have to be there this time on Monday and all this kind of stuff. And I said, all right, whatever. I guess I can go. So it was the summer camp. The first day of summer, I was brand spanking new. And literally two hours in, it was I literally just sat in the corner the whole time. My hood on. I just sat there looking around. Didn't know what I was doing there. So, um, then that summer went off, and then somehow they saw that I did so good during the summer that they wanted me to go to the school, and I was like, okay. So, 11th grade, I'm going into a new school. I have a question. Sorry to interrupt, but it just came to my mind. Did they actually pay for you? Or did I mean did they actually pay you? Cause th didn't they pay you? To, didn't they pay for you to go to school? Oh yeah, I got full scholarship and that, everything. Did, did you get? Did you actually? You didn't get money that summer. You got money the summer after that, when we were at the crossing. When we, oh when yeah, we I didn't get paid. Summer. Yeah. The heck. Cause that's how I think that's that's what the heck. That's what your gra your grandma was like. Look, you're gonna go to the summer camp. That's and how they get you. That's, that's how they get you. But anyway. But anyways, started going to the school. 11th grade, went to the school, did whatever, left all the people that I had been friends with since kindergarten to go to this new school. Had no idea what was going on there, but yeah. But I low-key went to the school just for literally one person. That's the only reason I moved to that school. You You know who it is. I'm not even kidding. That was the one reason I went to the school. I I threw everything else out the window behind my back to go to this school. Oh, I was trying to I was going through so many names. But it's the okay. That was the whole that reason, is, the whole reason that I went to the school. That's crazy. I wasn't even the reason you went to the school. That's crazy. Well, I wasn't a student there at the time. So, um 11th grade and get this two months into 11th grade the hurricane came and ruined the building everybody for that year everybody blamed me for the hurricane because i showed up out of the blue and then suddenly the school that they've been at for years just got destroyed <laughs> oh man that's so true i heard all his all his friends just talking about Devin, since you came to the school we've been cursed <laughs> Oh, but we got through that, and then um, once I started going to the school, I started helping more and more at the church. I wasn't really doing anything crazy. I was just showing up on Sundays. I'm mainly helping with, like, um, like youth group. Yeah, I was doing a lot of kids' church. Oh, yeah, kids' church, too. Helping in the background of kids' church, doing stuff that Basically, uh, Jay needed. I did just, like, four years later. Yeah, whatever Brian wasn't able to do anymore. It kind of fell on me, and I was like, okay. I'm like I wasn't capable. You made it sound like I was No, he was too busy. That's um, and then, I'll never forget this. The reason I started playing bass, and I learned how to play bass, 
was we were doing a youth service and a month before pastor Jay came to me and said, Hey, we're doing a youth service. Do you know how to play an instrument? I told him that I was I, in band before. I thought he asked you because I was there when I think he didn't. He say he asked you what you wanted to do. Started to list off a few things like, do you want to do offering? Do you want to do the announcements? Do you want to do the sound? Do you want to do this? And then he, I then I think you even were like, you even sparked the interest. It was like, do you know how to play an instrument? And then <laughs> I was in band. I play. I mean, I beat drums and I played like I played French horn, sax or not drums. saxophone, trumpet, tuba, trombone, like all those weird instruments. And then he started listing off the instruments. Like, do you play keys? Do you play drums? Do you play bass? And I said, "What's a bass? What's a bass?" And then he's like, "Here, I'll show you." So then literally he showed me this guitar with four strings and i was like oh looks easy enough can't be that hard to play and then a month later i was sitting there playing bass literally the worst way you could play bass but like i we gave i gave them the easiest songs to play though and you remember our band it was uh it was you on keys it was me on keys caleb was playing keys too Oh yeah, yeah. Caleb, another one of our, uh, one of our, another one of our best friends. He was playing keys. I was on bass. Next to me, Kanan was on drums, and then Trinity was singing. Trinity was singing. Another girl named Brianna at the time was singing. I think no, it was Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa, and no, Bri Bri Brianna was singing too. Was Brianna singing? Yeah, yeah. I think she was. Yeah, I think that her family was still going there because she was still in school. Um, but. After that, who was playing acoustic? It might have been Aaron. You remember Aaron? Yes, Aaron, yes. Amy's brother. Yes. That's right. Yes, he was playing acoustic, and yeah, and it was. I still remember. I remember one of the songs. The very first song that we uh, that I learned to play on bass was "What a Beautiful Name." That and uh, we always played this one song. This was like in our rotation of youth. Was "Wake." I hear song young and free. What was the uh, King of My Heart? Oh, that was yeah. That was that was the other one. Those songs were literally the. Those were our staple songs. If we didn't know how to play those songs, there was something wrong with us. It's true. Like we were taken over. Like now, if we messed those songs up, like it would be. What are you doing? You got to get off stage. I got to go home and repent. Something ain't right. Okay, so. 2018 you're playing bass now so yeah so i started playing bass no that was earlier than that that uh, youth thing was earlier than that i started playing bass when i was like 16 that was like 2017 something like that huh it was a tradition it was 2018 because it was um before your birthday it was in like february or something like that all i know is i was in i was in Still young buck. Young buck. Buck. Mind you, he's only 23. 22. You're 22? Now you're lying. 22. I thought you were 23. 2001, baby. Oh, you're right. That's Caleb of 23. Oh. So, oh. uh, threw into the deep end on bass. Probably one of the easiest instruments for you to learn. Literally. 
but it was pretty fun. And then um, graduated the next year, uh, class of 2019, crazy. Um, and then literally it took all the way up until the Friday before school started, before they offered me a job at the school. Like I literally didn't, I wasn't, I had no idea what I was doing or anything like that. They're like, oh, well, cause we can, we can give them a job and I can't remember what the heck I was doing. Like, oh, I was doing no. So at first you were doing things to help me. Second, knew a lot about computers, so you started helping out with computers, like with the, with our IT guy at the time. Oh yeah. And then later that year of 2019, you became the IT. I became the IT guy after COVID. Yeah, in 20, yeah, because uh, I think our IT guy just decided to stop showing up to work. He just did not show up to work. Um, and then. Yeah. And then and then I took over that role for We just said and then like four times in a row. That's okay. Please. You know what was crazy about COVID? I was up in Tennessee celebrating spring break with my family when COVID hit. We were in Gatlinburg. Nobody was on the streets. This is before COVID hit hit like hit the US. Nobody was in the streets or whatever and we could just go to any shop or whatnot. And that sucks. And then I came back, we came back on a Monday and I had a appointment the next day at a doctor for, um, my car accident. And I got out of the doctor's appointment. Hold on. Hold on. Let's backtrack for one second. Listen, listen, listen to this. You got in your car accident a week? I got I got into my car accident five days after getting my car. And it mind was you, brand new. It was a week after the, the week. It was a week. The week before you got your car. It was the week we went to Passion. Yeah, we went to Passion. We went to Passion. Passion happened on a, what was it, like a Monday or something? It was uh. No, we went up there. We came back on a it was Friday. Like a Thursday. We came back on yeah, a Friday. Something like that. And literally the next day, my parents were like, hey, we're going to go get you a car. That was a Saturday. And I was like so excited. I got that car on Saturday. And Sunday, I brought it. Uh, Sunday, I drove it to church and everything. I was so excited and everything like that. And then... um. Uh, went to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and on my way to work on Thursday, some lady ran a red light and T-boned me, and my car spun out, and I hit uh one of the uh, uh light not light pole, the um stoplight poles, and like my whole back end was, my wheel was in the middle of the intersection, and my backpack flung out my back window. I had my computer, everything like Brand that. Brand new in computer, it. right? Brand new computer. Everything flung out the window. And I like I sat there. I sat there in the car for a second. I was like, no way that just happened. No way that just happened. 
and there's people running up. Oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you okay? And nothing, not one scratch, not a bruise, nothing. Tell them what happened before that whole moment happened. Did something before that whole moment happened. You said God told you to oh, do something. Oh yeah, I was, so if you know the area, um, US1, I was on US1, um, this is like not even five minutes before. I was like, you know what? Something was really pushing me to listen to uh, some of the music we heard up in Passion. So I put, I started putting that on and then literally like halfway through the song, just bam, whole thing happened. And it was less than five seconds. That whole thing took place and it was crazy. I just sat there like, oh, and I had to get out. I had to crawl through my passenger door to get out of the car. I couldn't even open my front door. Because she had hit my driver door and drugged and like just dragged the car down the whole thing. So, um, yeah, that car was, that car was totaled. That car was T-bone. Like, it was horrible. And, um, when Devin, when Dre had called me and said that you were, um, that you had got in that accident. I was in the middle of teaching a class and I was like, it was so funny because Jay calls me and I'm like, what's up? And he's like, Devin just got into a class. And I'm like, huh? And he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, Devin just got into a bad crash and somebody ran a red light and rear-ended him and it's horrible. And I was like, oh no, is he okay? Like my, the most monotone, like, if you knew me then, like, I was the most monotone. I mean, I still can be now. But, like, I basically showed, like, no emotion. I just, like, is he okay? So, my first call was to my mom. And my mom was working. There was no way she could get out of work because she worked all the way in PSL. So, it was going to be, like, a good 30 minutes before she got there. So, I called my dad, and he was, like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding? I said, no, I'm on the side of US1 right now. And so he was there like five minutes. That's the fastest I've ever seen that man drive. And then after I hung up the phone with him, I called uh, I called Pastor Jay because he was like the person over me or whatever. And I let him know. And he was like, oh, my gosh, is everything OK? I said, I think so. I think I'm OK. So um, he came by right after my dad got there just to, you know, make sure everything was fine. And I literally, the only thing going through my mind was, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late for work. This guy. Like brand new Kia Forte, like completely totaled. And I'm like, I got to get to work. I guess what the blessing, what, what was the blessing out of it though? Oh. It was a blessing out of it. That car, well, at first I didn't think there was a blessing because I okay. still had to make a car payment on that stupid thing. What was the car payment amount at, at the time? Car payment was like $500. And I looked Devin in the face and I said, Devin, that was the most stupidest thing you could have ever done. You should just got to use car. Nah, I don't want to use car. I want it to be brand new. Mind you, I'm driving a Nissan Cube 2009, I think it was. Oh, my gosh. It was the best car. It was one of the best cars I ever had. Like, if you want to put four big people like me in that car, they will all fit comfortably. Like, I'm not kidding. But Devin got that car, 
And I told him it was stupid because of, like, the payment-wise. And he just got a job and could, like, barely afford it. And... I think I was getting paid, like, 14 bucks an hour. Something like that. And then, so, after that, uh, a month later, at the end of February, we went to the bank and I got... um, I got a pre-approved. I got pre-approved for a uh, like a um, a blank check. Just, they literally said just fill out the amount or whatever, and we'll handle the rest after that. So we went to the me, my mom, and my dad and my brother went to the car dealership. Went to another Kia dealership, and my mom's like, "So which are you gonna get a different car? Are you gonna like how are you gonna do this?" And I said, "I'm gonna get the same exact car because if it saved me once, it's gonna save me again." So we literally went to two different Kia dealerships. No, we called around asking, hey, do you have a 2020, I think it's a 2020 Kia Forte. Is it 2021? No, it's a 2020. Is it? Yeah, oh. a 2020 Kia Forte in fire orange. I had to have that color. That was the color I Yo, wanted. That orange color is, so the orange is my favorite color. But like that orange, when I saw your car the first time, I was a little jealous. But like, still, like, so um, I had to have that car with that color, and there was one or two around the area, and the one there was one in um in Melbourne that had everything that I wanted, all the safety features and everything, except it had um the remote start, which was like an extra five hundred bucks on the end price, and me, I'm like five hundred dollars what's that so but we didn't end up getting that one we got it here and then um and then i got my new car i got my new car and it took eight months to settle the lawsuit because the lady didn't have insurance when she hit me her she had a chevy tahoe not one scratch big car it's built like a freaking monkey dude that thing is like an ape that thing's like a gorilla gorilla elephant i couldn't think of it man polar bear you said monkey i sure did say monkey okay so and then six or eight months later i walked into the attorney's office walked out with a check i had my girlfriend at the time future wife with me whenever i got the check six grand first thing i did spend two thousand dollars on a computer that i still have to this day i've not had to touch it nothing like that and the rest of it went to video games slowly but surely whoa whoa, whoa. yep you spent the four grand over a couple of years yeah i'm not good with money i'll tell you that much right now me and you both me and you both that's on my that's on my vision that's on like my vision uh, my visions for 2024. One thing I've been praying to God about is like being financially stable. Man, that's all my vision board for like 2026. I'm enjoying it while I can. <laughs> but this guy. But anyway, um, after that whole thing, I went to the doctor, or I went to the doctor when we got back from COVID, and then, literally, I walked out of the doctor's office. And the owner of the school that I, the school that we were working at called me and said, Hey, are you able to come in for a meeting? Is this, it was about the church and the school. And I was like, 
uh, I just got back from Tennessee, so I don't know because I kind of have to quarantine. And she literally asked me, are you coughing? No. Do you feel sick? No. Okay, then nobody has to know. Mind you, this is like peak, peak, peak COVID. Like, like people, like, Lord forgive me, but bodies were dropping COVID. Like, people were wearing masks in their car by themselves. That's the level of COVID we were at. Like, I all masked up, sitting in the car, listening to music, talking to themselves. Like, these people were crazy. And they, it was like, it, it was breaking the law, basically. Peak COVID. So I went in and I all, I kept my distance from everybody. I literally sat, like, they all thought I was crazy. Except for me. But I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to stay over here. So then that was, so when I came back from that, uh, before that, they had put me on um, salary because they were telling me to clock in for the church and the school one week. They messed up and told me to do that. They told me to oh, clock, yeah, 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 clock yeah. in for the church and clock in for the school, and I and I put in like 112 hours in one week. They literally said like being 18, so I didn't. I mean, I didn't have that a was wife. one week or, or that two, was or, that was over or two weeks. One that week was over week. no, that was over one week. So I was like, they they said, all right, we can't do that again. We'll just pay you overtime. Moral of the story: You're gonna be a church volunteer. Be ready to put in 112 hours. Oh, yeah. So, but then they furloughed and all that kind of crappy stuff. Just not, just that way I wasn't able to get unemployment. Because unemployment at that time was like $1,000 a week. And I couldn't apply because they furloughed me. But anyways, so then I came back and then that whole thing happened. And then I left the school and I got a job working at a uh, boat company that my dad knew the guy, one of the people that worked there. He was a supervisor. Mm -hmm. So I started working under him and I've learned, uh, I've learned so much there. Like not, e not even just, you know, about boats and all that kind of stuff, but just like my work ethic has 100% improved. And I've learned like how to talk to people in a way where it's not, you're not passing blame on anybody, but like, like kind of like management stuff. Devin literally used to talk to people and be like, they'd be like, Devin, we need you to do, you do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this. Okay. That was the answer. Like, okay. Oh, well. But we'll now. Bump that. I mean, heck, now I could do it. But then, um, I took. After I left, after I left the school, I took like a year and a half off of just any, any, just any church or anything like that. And I was kind of like, just in my own, dude, my own thing for that year and a half. And it was really, it was really refreshing as bad as it sounds, because it, when we were up in passion, God's word for me was rest. Yeah. Mine was um mine was mine was weird. No, that was the other one. 
Mine was rest and that I was trying to open doors and I weren't ready. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So once I took that year and a half off, it just felt so... It felt so nice because the other church did Wednesday night services, so I didn't have to go somewhere on Wednesday. I didn't have to go to a practice. I didn't have to wake up early on a Sunday. Like, I could just... Talk it, about the life. It felt so <laughs> good. And then... um. And then I came, I think Jay got me to come, Jay got me to come here. I was here for like a year and a half after that. And then, um, I stepped away again for a couple of months. More than a couple of months. It was for like, wasn't it? It was close uh, to a year. It was, I got here in late March. I stepped away and like, I got here in March, like before I started attending the church. I started coming to the church because I put my two weeks in at my other church. Yeah, I was I already gone. Here. I was already I was gone at You're that already point. Here. I was I was taking another. It was another thing at rest, and then I start. I went back to the old church. That was interesting. Trying to implement all the stuff that I've grown and learned with, take like from my personal job and my personal life, trying to implement it. But let's getting say, like resistance. Let's just say when a pastor is stuck in their ways, same budget. That's how it is. That's it's crazy that that's how it is. And I think that's like it, it's crazy that people are like that, knowing that everything else is evolving. Because if you stay in that way, might have worked 10 years ago but nowadays it's completely different and it's not gonna it's not gonna generate the same amount of profit or you know bringing people in as it did before so three words Devin said to me recently that pretty much like um, I can't remember what those three words were I'm, I'm about to tell you <laughs> those three words man when he said he said like you probably heard it before but like he said church is changing and it kind of hit me because like we're always so like focused on well this mega church says it like this we should do it like them yeah or well they we used to do it like this and this is how it used to work yeah like elevation but, did this when they started so we maybe we should replicate how that did but... no remember what's the key word in that sentence used to yeah it used to work when we did this, it used to work like that. But now the problem is, is like, they want to, they want to try everything. Like churches nowadays, I think they want to try everything. But what our pastor constantly reminds us of is that it's about the people and it's about the relationship you build with the people. Right. Those are the two main things that our church talks about here. And when pastor, when we had like, what, like a two, three hour conversation with him the other day on Friday, on yeah. Friday. No, it was uh, it was no, Wednesday. it was it was Friday. It was Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? We were supposed to have a meeting. It oh, was yeah, and we had rehearsal after. Oh, it was it was yeah. Wednesday. So, when Devin said church is changing, all I could really think about was like, it's like, more so we have to evolve. But in order to evolve and to actually change, we have to look at our own lives, see how we're evolving and changing. 
that's pretty much like what our what our pastor even said, Pastor Craig. Like, look, we gotta live. We gotta make sure our hearts are right before we can touch other people's hearts. Yeah, like um, the whenever I watch like videos on you know church growth or just any like church things that you can watch just to try to you know learn more about that subject the biggest thing that everybody says is that in the last out of the last like 2000 years within the last 5 to 10 years there has been such a huge jump not just technological but you know the way we communicate as a church the way that we show ourselves as a church like this is the craziest it's ever been for a church because it's never the church hasn't been through something like this before like they didn't have they didn't have cell phones and instagram and freaking snapchat back when jesus was walking around it would have been it would have been wild if it, if they were. There probably is with some time travelers. Bro, those AI memes of uh, those AI memes of like of if if people if people did have like phones and social media back then, like the ones with uh the ones with Moses like parting the Red Sea. I haven't seen any of those. So I'm gonna send them to you. It's like it's a picture. He's holding up his phone. He's like just parted the Red Sea. Oh my gosh. It's so <laughs> it's so funny. But, no, man, church is changing, and the people have to be ready to change with it, and that doesn't involve just, like, it doesn't involve going and gaining more knowledge about how the people of the world work and theological things. Yeah, Craig... Pastor Craig said it best earlier. He said, if we keep following the trends that everybody else is following, we're not going to, nothing's going to happen. We're setting ourselves up for failure. Yeah. Technically. So, which is why we we decided this year to follow the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We're not going to, we're, we're not going to plan anything out. It's just. It's literally gonna be God's we're gonna, gonna plan we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna plan, plan but but it'll be more so like it'll be more so like here's what we want to do, but we're not gonna do it unless God says go. Yeah, we're gonna pray on it, and make sure it's the if right. If God doesn't say go, then we're not gonna do it. It's just that simple. Because I mean, we get so stuck in just everything always being planned out and everything sticking to a T that if one little thing messes up, then it's like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? What do we like? How are we gonna function with this? How we can't do this, and it just—I I don't think a church can process or work that way because then at that point you start asking the question: Are you letting God lead the service or whatever event it is, or is it just something else to get money in the door? And is it a production? It's a lot in. This isn't like a church shaming podcast, but like we have to we have to remember that like church one church Bible God God says the church is people. We are the church. You know, we're just four walls. in four walls. Um we also have to remember that we're out there 
to win to win to win souls of a loss. And if we're not if 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 our focus has shifted from that, then we're we're already we're already not following what God has for us. If you're not there to win the people over and bring them towards Jesus, then nine times out of or ten times out of ten, you're not in it for the right reason and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing in that avenue, if that makes sense. Of course, and really to tie it all up is what I love about being here at the crossing. I get to be myself, and I don't feel like putting um, a box. We're really for the people here. People are what the people of this church are probably some of the loving people have ever like had an opportunity to meet from the leaders to congregation to um our pastor is uh peeking through the window as we speak as we talk about him um like normal but, um, <laughs> nah. We, um, the people of this church are just like literally some, some of the, the most like loving and kind people. Well, it's the name, the crossing community church. We're community. We're community. It's like oriented. one big family. Community oriented. Our goal this year is to, to be more community oriented. Like how to push that word community. What I like to think about with the crossing is we're crossing to different generations this year we're crossing into um we're gonna cross into different avenues and platforms and really um really get the word of god out there this year more and more and we're gonna make sure we're uncomfortable while we do it because if you're uncomfortable that means you're doing something right like i'm telling you like building up to this podcast like last year like i could tell you this being here has put me so much out of my comfort zone. Like last year when we had the crossing conversation season one with uh Jay and Craig, I had to fill in a couple of times and I was like I was freaking out. Texting my girlfriend, I was like And now look at I don't you. think I can do this and she's like, No, you got it. You can do it and Jay's and Jay my mentor who did it with me, he's like like he's like, Bro, you got this. He's like he's like, You'll be fine. And I'm like, uh, it's not the same as teaching in front of a bunch of kids. And when, no, again, a lot of situations that have made me uncomfortable, I know it was God. Because when I'm uncomfortable doing something, I know it's God. I know it. Yeah, if you didn't do that before, I'd be sitting here by myself, just talking to myself like some crazy guy on the internet. Or you could have had your brother. He Uh, He wouldn't do that. It'd be too weird. I don't know. His brother's our producer. He's the one switching the camera for us and making sure our audio levels sound good. Making sure everything works for us because we'd go crazy trying to do everything else. And we love him because he, you know, he's even such a big help too. You know, he's pretty much. He was, I got him. I brought him to the church as like, uh, hey, do you want to learn something cool on Sundays? And he's arguably been here longer than I have altogether. More than a year. Yeah, oh, wait, doing, no. I've been here longer he, than he's, him. He's, he's, if you want to be honest with you, all of our volunteers are doing such a great job. 
our volunteers are awesome. They go above and beyond. Like, and obviously, every volunteer group has their little quirks. And yeah, our volunteers are awesome. They're always what? here. They're always ready to serve, no matter what, any capacity. What and What I try to do is I try to make it easy on them. <laughs> Because, I mean, when it comes to Sundays, when we're in the thick of it, it's like 9.05, 9.10, we're in the middle of service. They're the ones that everything depends on. Because, I mean, when we had, when um, I came back and I took over the production director role, the first meeting we had, the very first thing I said is um, that we are the thing that gets the word out to people like if you're behind the scenes in a church if you're even if you're doing lights if you're doing sound if you're just switching slides on pro presenter you are so important to the church that it's like it's crazy how important all the people behind the scenes are and i see so many times that they don't get that credit because the way that I think of it as and the way I know it as is you're literally the only reason that people are getting the word that they need. Like there could be somebody that can't make it to church, somebody who um, like they can only listen to it. Maybe they can't see it. So or there's just some way that they get the word out that you had a part to play in it and just thinking and knowing that somebody out there had their life changed or something amazing happened because of that is honestly one of the reasons why um i started doing this kind of stuff in the first place was just so that way um the word can get out there because who else is going to do it if you don't do it this is just an encouragement to all the behind like everything that you do God sees you hears you you weren't just thrown in the back for didn't have my pastor at the time throw me into the bus for no reason throw me into the fire and have me learn these things there's a reason like and the reason was is because no matter what we do, what position we serve in the church, you don't have to be a pastor for people to get the for, for people to hear the word. You don't have to be a worship leader for people to listen to you. Um, you can be a custodian at the church, and people can still spread the message of God. Like you have to understand that. Like just because you work in the sound doesn't mean nobody cares about what you do. You're the reason why people are hearing the worship leader. You're the people why you're the reason why people are able to follow along with the songs. You know, you're the reason why people are attracted to the church because you do the lights and like that, you know? And you just really have to understand that like even though you're behind the scenes, even though you're creating content, it doesn't matter. Like people see you, you can still spread the message and that's God's word, God's word doesn't stop just because you were behind. No. Just because you're behind the scenes doesn't mean you're behind God. Yeah. And you don't have to be perfect. Doesn't have to be down to a cute. I mean, heck, 
yesterday we messed up <laughs> oh we had we had one of our what our we had our pro presenter uh person mess up but pro presenter person messed up i messed up on some of the songs that we were playing well i messed up you too. know like it is what it is but at the end of the day it's like we let go and we let god yeah so, at, like it at the end of the day it's literally just like ah oh, man that sucks I mean, when you go up to heaven, God's not going to be like, you messed up this song. So you can't get into heaven. No, it's not going to be like that. No, God, God God is. God is amazing. God, God could care less about our flesh. He could care less about our talents, our gifts. He cares about what's in our hearts and just how we serve him. That's all he cares about. He could care less about anything. I promise you. And just to wrap it up. Like, I love our church. I love being able to serve you, Rossi. Um, I love Pastor Craig. Pastor his wife. I want to thank God. I just want to thank God. <laughs> but um, nah, and I'm just excited that we get to do this, bro. This is this is gonna be a very interesting year because I feel like something's gonna something big is happening. Something's gonna. I have no idea what it is, and that makes it terrifying, but it makes it amazing. But guess what? We're ready. We're getting ready. We're ready. No, we're ready. Not even we're getting ready. We're ready because you know why we're ready. Because we're allowing the Holy Spirit to take over. Not gonna do it by ourselves anymore. Oh, no. Not going to do it by ourselves anymore. Nope. Nope. No point. God, Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit for a reason, right? He gave him to us to guide us in life. Guide us back to the word. And that's the thing that we've been. That's now. the one thing, at least in my life, that I've been missing. Is being reminded of why the Holy Spirit was given to us. It's just like what Craig said on Sunday, that he was putting everybody else before him. And so when it came down to it, when he looked back, there was no on the floor. There was no him and God time. It was him and everybody else. Yep. And I think that's what with our future series that we have coming up is going to be all about your relationship with God and how you can help influence other people to find a relationship with God. Excited for it. I'm excited for this new year. I'm excited for everything that I'm excited happen. for a seat at the table. Woo! That's gonna be a great sermon series. I'm so excited for that. And we're gonna have the special thing on the fourth week. Oh, oh man. Wait till you see it, folks. We're gonna try something different i don't know how long we've been going for i don't know but this is uh this is probably the funnest part of my job now um and now we have to go do our real this job is the funnest part of the job that i don't have well now we have to go do our real job and uh film the crossing couch yes now, which pastor is gonna be Craig and pastor Jay. which is live yeah as this is gonna be recorded. live on facebook at six every monday this is recorded on a uh a monday and it is currently nope don't date it don't you dare date it. It's currently a Monday. There you go. At date a certain it. time. There you go. Because what if this podcast doesn't come out until like three weeks later? That that falls on you, buddy. That doesn't fall on me. Are you right? <laughs> anyway. That falls on um, you. This is the Crossing Conversation. 
I'm Brian. And I'm Devin. Why do you have to wait? Why do you have to pause? All right, we're not doing this. All right. All right. So, we love you guys. If you guys want, we have service Sundays at, at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. and 1045. And we have to say the next part together. Let's see. Let's see if you can read my mind. We will see you, see you next week in person or online oh. on Sundays. Well, this is awkward. Love you. We'll see you guys on the next episode of the Crossing Conversation. Crossing Conversation. Crossing Conversation. Crossing Conversation. Crossing Conversation. That's the intro.